guess what, guys? There is only one place you can get a true Colorado mountain pie. It's your favorite, locally owned, legendary, unbelievably delicious pizza joint, Bojo's. The Colorado mountain pie has become a staple for not only natives, but for those who are just passing through and want to know where the best pizza in town is. Bojo's is the only answer. Bojo's dough is made fresh daily and contains locally sourced honey. You heard that right. They infuse their dough with natural sweetener, and it is to die for. There's something for everyone at Bojo's. Large, delicious mountain pies for the entire family, a huge salad bar with fresh veggies galore, Colorado beer on tap, including our personal favorite, Breck Brews, and your personal favorite sports teams playing in the background. Bojo's has private party rooms for all your holiday get-togethers or to celebrate birthdays and other large events. They have $4 happy hours in select locations along with gluten-free and plant-based options as well. There is nothing more important to Bojo's than their community, which is why they are always happy to help you raise money for your fundraising causes. Host your next fundraising event at any of their five Front Range locations. They are also offering their holiday se- this holiday season a special pint glass koozies that make great stocking stuffers and come with a $5 gift card. Check those out at their site today at bojos.com. That's bojos.com and tell them DNVR Rams sent you. Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores. J.D. Page. Boy, Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dump! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the 5. Touchdown, Colorado State. Big road test coming up with Utah State. You guys have actually, you know, fared pretty well on the road, especially lately. What's been your success away from home? You know, I, I think really when you become better, you don't really focus on if you're at home or on the road. You know, I think you can block out all the other things, and you just really focus on the things that you need to do to be successful. And so these guys have played in a lot of tough environments. They've been in a lot of close games, and um, they just seem to, to be galvanized by that. And so, obviously, this will be a really d- difficult environment. It's not the most difficult environment we played in. We probably already played in the hardest environment there is in the country. And so um, should be a great test, but really it doesn't matter if you're home or on the road. You know, it still comes down to what goes on in between the lines, and that's what we've been doing a good job of. What's up? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Bojo's Pizza. Bojo's Pizza, Colorado's own mountain pies. Shout out to Bojo's. Got a big game coming up on Saturday, Colorado State men's basketball 
looking to extend their winning streak to six games. Feels crazy how fast this whole thing has turned around. Uh, but definitely a big-time, big-time game coming up this weekend. Probably, you know, the biggest league game that CSU's played in a couple of years. I don't want to use too much hyperbole, but, you know, I was talking to, to Nico Medved today, and I was asking him just, you know, do you feel like the group of guys have changed it all over this winning streak? Do you get the sense that they're starting to you know, understand what exactly they're accomplishing. He kind of deflected a little bit, but he kind of brought up the point that part of what's actually making this group so great is, you know, they have a the ability to just focus on one game at a time to really lock in on the moment and, and really, you know, take a business-like approach to each game. And that's just so rare for a young team. I mean, you have a group of you know, six underclassmen are your main contributors and they're able to just lock in and not lose lose sight of the, the bigger vision for the, this season. And I think that's just really cool. And it, it speaks to the maturity that these young guys have. So definitely a big game this Saturday, a big test for them. We're going to talk about that in detail uh, today. Just going to go over some of the, the key matchups, talk about the game you know, your basic preview stuff, talk about the guys you don't want to beat you. Uh, obviously started with some audio from Nico Medved there, just kind of talking about what type of road atmosphere you're going to experience in Logan. In general, I would say Utah State, probably one of the harder places to play in the Mountain West. I mean, there are obviously a couple of different places that are pretty difficult to play, Moby being one of them. Uh, when it's rocking, but the pit in, in Albuquerque, Viejas, San Diego State, and then Utah State, I would say, you know, are probably the, the toughest venues in the Mountain West to play in. There's just, like I said yesterday, there's not really anything else to do in Logan, Utah, except support, you know, the Aggies. So they show out in forces, and it always, you know, makes for a great atmosphere. I think it's good for the league to have fan bases like Utah State. You know, they're really consistent. <laughs> One of the things that impressed me uh, when I went out to Logan for the football game in the fall was, you know, it was it was pouring rain that night. It was freezing, it was windy, and it was like sleet raining the entire time. Truly, truly miserable. I mean, I was just walking from the parking lot, which was like across the street to the main entrance. I was completely soaked. It was freezing. It cr- it was crappy, and you know the the Utah State fans stayed for pretty much the entire game. I, some of them ended up filing out late, but that's just because the game uh, took way too long. So you know I didn't blame them. But the Aggies fans, they definitely show up. They they traveled well to Las Vegas last year for the Mountain West tournament. Uh, it's almost kind of cult like when they do that uh, weird Scotsman's dance thing. It's one of their weird traditions. <laughs> it honestly reminds me of the in Shrek the opening scene when they get to Dulop or whatever and Donkey presses the button and the the little thing pop out you know welcome to Dulop or whatever Dulop is a special place that's how I feel when Utah State starts doing that Scotsman's dance it's so weird it's just so many pale white blonde people clapping and, and awkwardly dancing kind of out of rhythm but you know like I said they have one of the more consistent fan bases in the league so you know that 
this is going to be an atmosphere where you go into it's going to be kind of hostile it's you know i think utah kind of gets the aw shucks type mentality and there are definitely people like that in utah but it's it's not going to be you know a pleasant environment that said you know csu's already played at duke they've played in the cayman islands they went to tulsa technically a neutral site game for that one but it was in oklahoma so you know they've they've gone a couple of tough places already and and handled it i'm not really worried about this team getting intimidated i think it was a different case last year i think if you uh if you look at that team you know and how they performed against utah state last season the home game was very competitive and and the rams actually had a chance to win late uh but merrill and some of these guys just proved to be too tough and we're able to close it down the stretch on the road. I think CSU got intimidated last year, and I think uh, the players would say the same thing. Some of the coaches have definitely said that. Uh, you could just see it in their eyes. You know, they weren't ready for that moment. This is a much different team. Uh, I don't think they're going to get punked. I don't think they're going to get intimidated by the atmosphere. It's all going to come down to execution, though, and and whether or not they can execute against a really solid team. Utah State 15 and 6 overall this season 4 and 4 in league play uh, but they've had to deal with injuries all year obviously Niamis Keda missed the vast majority of the the well he missed all, basically all of non-conference play has been back for 10 games now starting to look healthy I think for the first time this year I'm not even sure if he's 100% at this point uh, but you know not having him has definitely been a big loss run they've had some other role guys battle injuries, but play through them. Uh, when I look at this Aggies team, they're a team that plays very aggressive. They're smart. They can knock down shots from all over. They have great chemistry. They're a group that played a lot together last year and then returned everyone. It's it's rare to return as many guys, as many key contributors as Utah State was able uh, to bring back this season. They're just a team that if they get hot, you can't overlook them. And uh, we're going to keep talking about this and more, uh, but I'm going to take just a quick second to acknowledge our partners. It's time to take a second to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR Rams. You know, since we brought college coverage back at the end of last July, these guys have been with us since day one, have so many great things to talk about uh, when it comes to Breck. Know this, they've got some big things in the work. They don't want us to spoil the surprise, but keep an eye out. Uh, for that announcement next week, I know if you're a fan of Breck, if you're a fan of us, you're really going to be excited about it. I know we definitely are. As for now, uh, if you want to just tide yourself over, grab a six-pack of Colorado Core. Light and refreshing. Have that nice apple crisp, that tart aftertaste. Mmm. I could use two or three of those bad boys right now. Uh, whatever you're doing this weekend, if you're going to be drinking, if you're going to have some friends over, do it with Breck Brews. It'll just make the whole night a whole lot better. Alrighty, moving on with the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Bojo's Pizza. Bojo's Pizza, Colorado's own mountain pies. The The thing that's been interesting about Utah State and their struggles through league play, I think part of the issue has been they've been trying to force things. Uh, when you look at this team, they, they do turn the ball over quite a bit for a group that's you know, as experienced as they are. Uh, they're also really struggling to shoot in league play. Uh, none of their volume shooters are currently shooting above 30% from three-point range in conference games. Uh, so, you know, in, in league games, they've been struggling to knock down jump shots. That's 
something they've done well for you know a year and a half now. So I would say that it's it's something to keep an eye on. You know, obviously if Utah State comes out and they just start breaking a bunch of threes, it's gonna play into CSU's favor. But you know, don't overlook them just because they've been struggling from three point land in the conference portion of the schedule. You know, it doesn't mean guys don't have the ability. Sam Merrill's still shooting above, you know, 38% from three-point range for the season. So struggling over the last eight or nine games. But if you look at a, you know, wider sample size, he obviously can knock those down. I've seen him do it his entire career. And he's not even the only one, you know, Diego Brito, Brock Miller, Abel Porter, all of these guys are capable jump shooters and they've, and they've proven it in their career. And not just in like, little games. I mean, it's one thing to come in and like a blowout because Utah State blew a lot of teams out last season. It's one thing to come in in a blowout and knock down shots, but these dudes, you know, they produced at the highest level. Uh, really, really, the way Utah State played as a team in that Mountain West tournament last year was just so impressive. Merrill, Brito, all these guys. I mean, Cato was obviously tremendous, uh, but the reason that Utah State was so good last year was not just because they had two studs and and Maryland and Kata and obviously that helped it was because they're a great team and, and a little bit I see a lot of comparisons uh, with CSU this year and Utah State last year uh, Utah State obviously picked to finish ninth last year they end up winning the league a team that nobody really knew anything about going in they obviously outplay all expectations they have a phenomenal point guard they have a nice big man there's there's a lot of comparisons I even I was talking with Nico today, and I was like, I don't know if there's a a direct comparison with their game, but when I look at somebody like Isaiah Stevens, I see a lot of Sam Merrill in him, if we're being honest. They're both really shifty guys that can, you know, impact the game in all three levels. They're guys that can score but love to facilitate. They're guys that can create for themselves in a lot of different ways, solid handles, quick first steps, all that sort of thing. But more than anything, it's just the intelligence in which Stevens plays basketball, that's what I love about Sam Merrill. You know, that's what I see uh, when I compare those two. It's just an understanding of the game that so many people just don't have. It's, It's anticipation. It's knowing where you're going with the ball before you even make the move. And it's just rare. So for Stevens to, to be this good as a freshman, it's definitely, definitely encouraging. You know, that said, he's, he's going to be in, He's going to be in for a handful this weekend with Sam Merrill. You know, Merrill is going to pressure him and trying to cover him is, is going to be interesting. So I'm really looking forward to that matchup. Sam Merrill's a guy who I've really enjoyed covering or uh, really, you know, more observing from afar. Obviously, I'm not a Utah State beat guy, but I've followed Utah State very closely the last couple of years. Uh, Merrill is just a guy from the first time I, I really saw him at the Mountain West tournament a couple of years ago. I was, I've just been, you know, fascinated with him, and I think Stevens is going to end up having, you know, just as much success as Merrill's had his in, in his career because, if we're being honest, you know, Stevens is a lot more athletic than Merrill. Merrill is deceptively athletic. Like, don't get me wrong, he's very subtly strong, and he's really great at, at leaning on you and using his size to, to his advantage when he when he works to the rim. Uh, but these are just two great point guards, and it's a matchup that I'm that I'm really very much looking forward to. Uh, coming into this season, I think you would have, if you were pointing to this Utah State game, you obviously would look at Merrill and Porter and some of these guys, but obviously Niamh Kata 
would be the the big focal point. But the thing is, is Justin Bean has really been their best big man. Uh, as Nico Medved told me today, he's probably been as consistent as anyone in the league in terms of, uh, you know, how he attacks the glass, how he boxes out when he rebounds. Just a phenomenal rebounder, shooting 51% from the field in league games. I've uh, been really consistent. Kata shooting 64% in league games. So Aggie's not exactly lighting it up from three-point range against the Mountain West, but what they lack from beyond the arc, they have made up for in the post. Uh, Utah State as a whole, one of the better rebounding teams in the country. They're fourth with 868 total rebounds. That's about 29.7 a game. So, I mean, 30 rebounds a, jo- a game is no joke. Uh, they're second with 268 defensive rebounds. It's not a phenomenal offensive rebounding team, but definitely a great defensive rebounding team. Um, that's going to be a big factor. I think Roddy and Nico and some of these guys, are they're going to have their hands full with Kata and Bean down low. You really need the guards to crash the glass. That was one of the things that was really, really encouraging about that win over Fresno State was you only got four rebounds from Nico Carvacho, which if that happened last year, CSU probably lost by 50. Uh, but it didn't matter because, you know, you got eight from Roddy. He was a team high. Everybody contributed. You know, Kendall Moore had like six defensive rebounds. If the guards can crash the glass, I think Nico and Roddy can can box out Bean and some of these guys. Uh, but it's definitely going to take a team effort if you allow uh, Utah State to just work you in the post all night. It's It's going to be tough. So that's definitely an area that I am interested in when it comes to this game. Uh, ultimately, ultimately, it all comes down to, to trying to stop their main guys. I mean, you got to worry about the role guys, but you just can't let Sam Merrill get going. You can't let, you know, Kata kill you in the post. You need a lot of help. You need guys to crash. But one of the things that's that's been encouraging is the Rams have played great help defense this entire year. Guys are doing a great job of sliding over and protecting back cuts and the whole deal. So honestly, I, I think this is a game that CSU can win. I really do. I think it's going to be a really tough test for them. I, I don't expect the Aggies to, to roll over by any means, but I think this is a game that the Rams will go into confidently. And if they play their game, I think they probably have a, a decent chance to come out with a win. That said, if they do lose, it's not the end of the world. It really, really will not be. I mean, the reality is with the upcoming schedule that CSU has to play, they're gonna lose some of these games. They're not they're not gonna run the table from here on out and losing in Logan is is respectable. It it definitely is. The the thing that I'm interested in is how do they respond? If Utah State comes out and knocks down a bunch of threes, do you see them roll over? I don't think they will. We haven't seen uh CSU quit once really this entire season. Uh, they're a group of guys that are definitely competitive and love to play to the end. It's part of what makes them so fun to support. So I think it's it's going to be a battle. I think it's going to be one of the better league games that we've seen so far this season. And uh, honestly, I, I really wish I could go. I Unfortunately, for, for travel reasons, I can't get out there this weekend. I just wasn't in the cards budget-wise. Uh, but definitely looking forward to it. I'll be watching it. We'll have coverage from that game as well. And then we'll obviously be back with the home games next week uh that said take advantage shout out to to csu men's basketball joe parker uh, the athletic director oh, the athletic department 
whoever was behind that decision to do this uh, flash sale. If you didn't see, they're doing a a momentary sale. You can get tickets to the UNLV or the Nevada game for only 12 bucks. That's a steal, man. Nevada and UNLV, these are two teams uh, near the top of the league, both in the top five right now. Revenge game against Nevada. It's going to be an orange out against UNLV. Whatever reasoning you need to do to justify yourself in spending this money, get your butts there. Support this team. This is a team worth supporting. You know, it's fans love to support winners, and winning teams, you know, will always get people to show up, and and that makes sense. But the thing about this group is they're not just winning; they're a humble, respectable, just all around likable group of young men, and they deserve to play in front of a packed arena. So do your part. You know, you see all kinds of criticism online all the time. CSU's not doing enough. Maybe that's true, uh, but at the end of the day, uh, it's on the fans. The fans got to show up. So I'll, I'll keep, you know, talking about how the athletic department should do more, and I believe that they should do more for the fans. I know they're working on it. I know those people are working tirelessly, uh, but whatever whatever reasoning you need uh, to spend that money, just do it. It's it's twelve bucks well spent. That's what. A Qdoba burrito, a Qdoba burrito and a drink instead of, or you know, getting a ticket instead of a Qdoba burrito and a drink. I think that's, I think that's worth it. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I just love college basketball. I don't know. Regardless, we uh, we'll be back tomorrow, obviously, with more CSU Rams talk. Going to talk a little bit of football tomorrow, as well as just Mountain West uh, hoops implications around the league. It's it's wide open now. It's uh, it's hard to keep up. Honestly, I feel like I have to watch every single game just because you don't know who's gonna win on a nightly basis, and you want to see who's getting hot. But you know, I'm never gonna complain about how much college basketball I have to watch because I love it. I absolutely love it, and I know you guys do too. So we will be back tomorrow. I hope everyone has a great day on Friday. Happy Friday going into the weekend. Peace and much love. Delhi in New Delhi, feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli. Turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. The water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys, like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly like non